on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, <laughs> sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboy! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast! And here's your host, my Super Bowl MVP, Derek McCaw! Hello! We've got a game, folks. Who dat? This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and we are podcasting on Tuesday, February 9th, from Elusive Comics and Games 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. There are no comic books here yet. No, we're here early. It's like it's like the night before Christmas, waiting for new comics. Do we stay here all night? Is that it? Uh, you can. Dibs on the couch. Okay. Dang it. I knew he was going to call that first. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and of course with me is my fabulous announcer there, Dibbing on the couch. Uh, Lon Drew Breezes Lopez. I don't know. I was just trying Dipping to keep stuff. It. Is that a street thing? Uh, it's a little It's a little street. You wouldn't understand. I, I know. And, uh, of course, our Moral Compass podcast producer, Suburban Grand I- Old Man, <laughs> Rick Brett Snyder. Rick Brett Snyder. There we are. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We would ordinarily do podcasts on New Comic Day, but for a variety of scheduling issues, we just had to meet on a Tuesday night and because and, there was Derek's too much to talk about. Boy. I am a busy boy. Of course, still performing in Dead Man Walking, Dead Man Reading Comics. So uh, essentially, this is, is it's like half early podcast, half late podcast. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. We're so splitting much, the difference. In so the much to talk about. Can. So we got some comics news, some big movie news, and uh, of course, just a lot of TV because it's February sweeps month. All the things we know and love, they're coming back. And, and I'm just going to say a preview. Did you see the new publicity shots of Morena Bakken, Baccarin for uh, V? No. You need to look those up. But I can tell up. by your eyes I need to go home you right now. You need to look those up. They're just so cute. She took a bath at the end of the last episode. They're just so cute. There's They're nothing. Cute. There's nothing I was saying. It's just like, oh, she'd be so fun to just hang out with. And she's going to eat me. She's a lizard person. Whoa. <laughs> oh, because she's a lizard. Got right, it. Okay, right. Right. So. Um, so um, oh, yes. And Lon just threw in another movie rumor that we'll I did get, read today. We'll so we'll get, get there. Later, so let's yeah. go. Talk comics first. That's foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing, people. And now we're going to two-shadowing, one-shadowing. Now, here we are. We're talking comics, and we're going to talk adventure comics. Is that right? We're going to have some adventure here. Uh, uh, what is your name? Rick. <laughs> Wanted to see. <laughs> I don't know. I have a little... I am Rick Brett Snyder. Oh, that's who you are. Man Tell me. Man of action. What? Superboy. Wait, man of adventure or man of action? Action. Oh, okay. But we're going to talk about adventure comics. In adventure. So Indiana Jones comics. Da, sure. Da, 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 da. Okay. If Adventure had a name, it would be Rick Brettschneider oh. well, dibbing week, on the couch. This week's Black Lantern special is going to be apparently be Superboy. Now, which – oh, it's got to be Connor, it's right? It's Connor. Because he came back from the dead. Yep. yep. Just like all the other ones who've come back from the dead and now flip back over. Except for Wonder Woman. She's been, she's been cured. And uh, Flash. Fla- well, he never took the ring. He never got the ring. Right. The black he avoided ring. it. Oh, yeah. I didn't he get the blue it. ring. I didn't read the Wonder Woman series. I didn't realize she had gotten it and got rid of it. Yes, she was given, She was made a black lantern. So lunchroom. they can be cured. They can. If you That's have the reassuring. intervention of Aphrodite and if you're secretly in love with Batman. So, And um, if you take a couple big horse pills for a couple Goodson. weeks. So. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, no secret. <laughs> no, that's secret. <laughs> secret in love with that man and that man and that man. Okay. <laughs> so, um, he doesn't listen. I can go ahead and throw those digs. Yes, yeah, so uh, Superboy will be in Adventure Comics before uh, Paul Levitz takes over for all the Legion stuff. Yep. Okay. That's all I know because the book comes out tomorrow. Oh, so we're so we're saying that might be cool. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Didn't uh, I'm sure we talked about this before? Maybe you guys did. Paul Levitz was like fired or leaving DC or something. No, 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 no. He wasn't. So Paul Levitz was the publisher. Uh, okay. okay, so he stepped down under this new organ. We've talked about this, this on the this podcast. This one, the chick took over. Okay, sorry. No, Diane. We don't have to go into it. That's he fine. He wasn't going to go back and write Legion, was he? Yes, he is. Oh, he he's is. going okay. back. He's writing two Legion series, in fact. He's doing, in Adventure Comics, we'll be doing an ongoing Legion uh, as they are now. And then he's basically going to get to write a, a Legion year one. So it's kind of a catch-up. because of course, It's kind of like Admiral Kirk at the end of Wrath of Khan getting to go back to being captain. Isn't it great? Yeah, exactly. You just compared Paul Levitz to William Shatner. I, I hope did. he hopes that. I, I hope, hope he, he likes, I hope he likes I that. Hope yeah. he likes that. You know, um, because, first of all, he is one of the best Legion of Superheroes writers. One of the big criticisms all along. And I, one of my high points of my life was sitting across the table from him and talking about Legion. And, I, and no doubt, it was, and I loved being. You know, I, he's you just, see the love in his eye for that. Absolutely, that but one of the big criticisms of Legion superheroes, and and it's hard for me to judge, is that a realistic uh, criticism or not? Is that it's so bogged down in continuity, nobody wants to come in and read it because you've got, already got this long really? established team of thirty superheroes. So it's like yeah. the X Men. And yet people go on to that all the time. I'd say they're more complex than the X-Men. Well, they're actually, yeah, they're truly more complex because yeah. the X-Men are kind of, they're predictable in their soap operatics. And the Legion is not. Anything can happen to the Legion. And when somebody dies in the Legion, they stay dead. For the most part. Well, their ghost comes back. Unless there's a lightning rod involved. Okay. But that was Jeff Johns. Oh, you just so. got moated. I did. But I think a feral lad, you know, feral lad was killed. Uh, invisible Plotty kid. Plotty died. The first, Prody. Prody. The first you invisible kid. Yes. The first invisible kid died and stayed dead. And feral lad. How do you know he never came back? Oh, no, feral lad Because I followed along. No, feral lad. No, I'm just no. saying, maybe he came back and you never saw him. Invisible kid. Oh, they had a different Invisible Kid. Yeah. I oh. get the joke. But that was part of the thing. Was uh, That was part of the thing with his death. It was actually really tragic. Uh, and Feral Lad, no. That was a, in a post-crisis, they created another Feral Lad. Uh. And there was an implication that his ghost was watching over them sometimes. But, uh, you know, it was cool. It, okay. it was just a really – anything can happen in a I, I will admit that Feral Lad – was one of those characters that I expo- exposed to early in my life when I saw you know it was a, actually character died and stayed dead in plotline was referred yeah. to for a long time. Created by and killed by Jim Shooter. Mm. How fitting. Well, yeah. I guess when statute of th- limitations has run out on that. That's why you can just say that. Jim Shooter. He killed him. Well, I, well yeah, uh, right. Um, there's a lot of things Jim Shooter killed, apparently. But uh, well, that's for another podcast, and we'll research that. But um, I wanted to say another thing involving Paul Levitz is just an uh, announcement, that, and this reminded me, just came out that um, remember Peter David's series Fallen Angel from DC that switched over to IDW? No. Oh, well, 20 issues were published by DC. DC canceled it. And they allowed, in a rare move, because it was apparently a very personal series for Peter David, they allowed him to take it and and find another publisher. And so IDW picked it up. And uh, Chris Ryall, the uh, publisher uh, or the editor-in-chief of uh, IDW, announced today that through negotiations with Paul Levitz as one of his last acts before stepping down from DC – 
was to relinquish the rights to those first 20, 20 issues. Oh, that's oh, so sweet. So that, so that IDW could reprint cool. trade paperback of what Fallen Angel. What a great Angel. guy. You know, See but what happens when we all work together? But this is what I said when, when he, when he stepped in. management comes this in. Is what, but this is what, what I said when he stepped down is Paul Levitz always – and why he got st- stuck as publisher too long is always made sure that the decisions he was making, he didn't do just what he thought was best for DC. Mm-hmm. He did what he thought was best for the comics industry as a whole and used his power and his position to try to keep for comics good. alive. He used his powers for good, absolutely. And now that he's gone. Now who the heck knows what's going to happen. Uh, I'd like to think people use their powers for good, but I, I, I don't know. I like the theory that um, Disney is going to bring the prices down on DC Comics just as a loss leader into the uh, – You mean more, Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers. Well, Disney owns Marvel. Pardon me. I like the idea that they both bring. I, I would like that they would because if they treat. You're right. That's been the, one of the big rumors is that maybe now that both are in competition against each other and both are owned by these huge entertainment conglomerates, both Marvel and DC, that it is loss leader. It is a loss leader for developing ideas and turning into. I mean, because you know, uh, as you mentioned, that DC's doing a human target. Uh, series, miniseries again, issue. written by uh, by the creator of Christopher Chance, Len Wein, Len Wein. who yeah. Paul Levitz made sure got paid for the human target being used on television. I've enjoyed every episode of the Fox series that I've watched. Uh, it's still not the human target as I remember reading the stories, right. but it's a good adventure series. Yes, anything that gives Chee McBride the uh, total just the chance to just steam on camera, I love that. One of the guys does the slow burn most entertainingly on yep. television. I find that a really, really fun series. And then, as we said, they're doing a tie-in miniseries that may seem different than the uh, than the television show. I couldn't tell from the advertisement if they're going to follow the television show or if they're going to go back. To that's one to coming series. out tomorrow, isn't it? Yep. We're going to have to wait. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. And so over on the Marvel side, uh, you know, is it <laughs> – well, what else do we have to say about Human Target Number One except it's coming no, out? No, no, and no, no. I'm just anticipating the Marvel side. On the Marvel side, uh, Luke Cage is going to join the Thunderbolts. We know that in the wake of the siege, or is it just siege? Siege. Uh, this. I think it is a siege. Is it uh, Tim, Tim? Is it the siege or siege? I, I think it's. It's just siege. I just think it's siegeman. Siegeman. Okay. Or is it the siegeman? I, the I siegemans are coming over for dinner. Just, just siege. Uh, in the wake of Siege, the... Wait, you said Luke Cage is joining the Thunderbolts? Yes. Are they changing their name to the Chocolate Thunderbolts? Oh! <laughs> you know, uh, you had your yeah. doubts about repeating that joke on the podcast, and yet you clearly amused yourself just as much a second time. I did time. it because you made me! Yeah, uh-huh, except the... the in fact, I think it from all the twisting. In fact, I think you enjoyed it more the second time. I just we, we need Rick with one of those little sound machine things with the the rim shot. I think the what what's, what's truly sad is there wasn't a video camera on you as you did. <laughs> I, we missed so much by doing the this as an audio bug. Winced. No, that was not a wince. That was, was self satisfaction. Oh, I did the <gasps> kitten with the fish in its mouth. Oh, figure out. Chocolate Thunderbolts. Anyways. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he's joining that because we know that the Avengers franchise, as we know it, as it has been for the last what three or they're four years, they're disassembling. They're disassembling again, and we're going to have at least now. This is the thing: we knew there was going to be a new the Avengers, right? Uh, and they, it's just Avengers, just Avengers, right? right. Uh, and, and that there were many. Uh, Potential ca- Captain. It's basically the, the main guys. Captain America. Thor. They released it, Thor, Iron Man. They released an image of Hawkeye being in there. Spider, Spider Woman. Spider Woman. Yes. Spider Man. No. 
Oh, wasn't well, he? Here I'm gonna, he wasn't. He was. He in was the, in the image. He was in the big image they of everybody. New and ones, then they released though. new ones to say oh. Avengers, Avengers. And let me tell you why. Because the other thing that's come out leaked. They started leaking out yesterday was Secret Avengers. Shh. And every member, every, there only been two images le- uh, of those. And Secret Avengers are just silhouettes. But one is very clearly Spider Man down on the ground, legs yes, splayed out, out saying, okay. saying, "I'm I I go after the." I go after the solution, not the problem, and so it's kind of odd. And then today was, what's that? Was name? like this billowing cape, and I I don't know who it is. So we'll have to maybe next week look at all of them and try Peter to Peter Ray Sentry. Who do who we think that maybe Sentry is he dead? No, Sentry. Apparently, when they said an Avengers dies last week in season number two, <laughs> Sentry took Ares, the god of war, exactly. and tore him in half like a piece of paper, like and, a pinata, and intestines with a spine, and in, intestines in, flying. Yes, over. instead what of book was it? instead of delicious candies, <laughs> a spine and intestines flew out this everywhere. Was in siege wasn't it? In siege number yeah. two. Wow! Yeah, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> you may you just. Why did Ares go bad or something? No, he, Ares was Ares decided to go good. He was gonna. He was because the sentries on the Dark Avengers, right? Uh, he decided that Osborn was going and attacking um, Asgard. Asgard, he had been played, and he went. Mm. He was going back after uh, Osborn, and Osborn sick the sentry on him. So the uh, there we go. Is, oh, I didn't even realize that was a two-page spread. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Jiminy Christmas! That's disgusting. You haven't seen it? I saw. A you small, saw a small reproduction picture? on the internet. Oh, yeah. That's that. That actually has quite a bit of impact when you turn the page <laughs> and see that. Oh, no, mean, no, from the previous page. Right. Um, that's just disgusting. Um, so anyway, then, but but it's kind of like okay, Sentry. How do you come back from this one? You don't. Uh, I don't know that he's much long I, I, for the Marvel universe. Yeah, I I don't know. That that's odd. And then. So on a slightly less disgusting note, Tales of the Pet Avengers, number one. coming. How do you spell that, Tales? T-A-I-L-S. Did you see the splash page in that book? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's a real splash. Lockheed gets neutered. It's a hydrant. Ah! (laughs) The sentry comes in and neuters Lockheed. Oh, my God. They dissect Throg. But Mm. there's a, there's a subtitle to that book. No, yes, Deadpool variant. <laughs> no, there's going to be a Deadpool variant. It's not a subtitle. There's a Deadpool, Deadpool variant, variant to the, which is like we now. Many of us love Deadpool. I do, but I think we're going to get tired of Deadpool really fast. Maybe, especially after I don't know if you noticed when you know Marvel offered that thing. If you had uh, second printings of the uh, books that tied in to get the rings for Blackest Night, yes, that you could turn them. B- oh, there were first printings. Tim corrects me. I thought it was second printing. That's really. First printing. If you had if you if you had over ordered first printings, you could turn in five. I believe it was back to just you know the covers to uh-huh. to prove tear the covers tear, off. Tear the, the covers off. Send them into Marvel because those were DC books, and they would give you a Siege variant cover that was Deadpool wearing a bunch of rings, oh my. basically going F U D C. So um, you know, Marvel. I'm just not liking. I don't. Oh, I, Deadpool! I've never really. That's it, not Marvel. I've That's never Deadpool. really enjoyed when Marvel, in particular, because they've always been the ones that, to do this. DC usually doesn't. Dana Deal plays when Casada plays like he's uh, Vince McMahon, uh-huh. and we're playing, and it's not publishing; it's the World Wrestling okay. Entertainment. I don't like that. I like the distinguished competition. I, I, I like the occasional gentle ribbing. But when you're doing things like, oh, DC just screwed you over, so here, come back and get 
and get this. It, it just feels like, no, you're trying to put the other company out of business. Okay. And I don't like that. Last note on Deadpool. I think he's really, I mean, for me, he's Marvel's, the Marvel Universe's ambush bug. Except he kills people. I didn't say he was ambush bug. And, <laughs> and yeah. we have to remember that the first, uh, yeah, I the first know. experience ambush with ambush bug, he killed people. But they got over that. He just got He got wacky. better. Yeah. Oh, no, I find Deadpool funny. It's just that it's the same thing with, with ambush bug, too. If, if ambush bug was appearing in every book for a month, yeah. I probably wouldn't like it. I only Oh, like- you'd love it. Okay. <laughs> there, we're throwing down the challenge, DC. There you go. Listen to us. Put it, Have an ambush bug month. <sighs> you get Jan, Jan Jones would come back from Viz Media in a heartbeat if she could edit ambush bug month. You know that, that yep. it would totally be. Um, and, and speaking of people listening to us, uh, we're going to move to 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 Marvel uh, to movies, and a rumor came. Not a rumor. Among the people that has been confirmed, among the people who have screen tested for Captain America, it's an actual screen test. I thought it was just a rumor of who they're thinking no, of looking. No, at. this is who they've screened. Who hmm. they've read. Uh, among them was this, yeah. Ryan McPartland, Captain Awesome. As I've been saying, from Chuck. From Chuck. Come on, give that man a shot. <laughs> you have to see the arm movements Derek is making chair. right now. They listen. They you look listen. like a really bad football they referee listen. right now. They he looks like a he looks like a football mascot. Okay, and things costume. to scare. However, things to scare you about the Captain America movie. Okay, Joe Johnston, director Joe Johnston, who directed uh, the Rocketeer as and well Wolfman, as Wolfman coming doing out. Press right okay, now. that sounds okay. Yeah, and okay. Well, yeah, that's okay. Is he says that the reason uh, Captain America will be wearing the costume is because the U- United States government will first use him as a propaganda. Machine as part of the USO in a song and dance number. <laughs> so, those premonitions of that Captain America musical in the seventies that the never happened. Showman is the ultimate showman, and then he re- he then he goes and like fights Nazis. The super showman undercover, <laughs> undercover super, and then and then realizes. But the other thing that was a great stop and clearly to the international audience is that uh, Joe Johnson also confirmed it in the second half of the movie. Captain America will form the invaders. Yeah, I don't know if it's form. It's he'll, he'll work he'll, with. He'll work with. Well, I mean, because they 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 were saying that they're trying to use the invaders as more of an international draw, right? Because right, you've for, got well, you that's know. why it's called the first Avenger because you can't sell in uh, Europe, Europe a movie called Captain America and expect it. You to could do have well. when George Bush was in president. Uh, no, 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 we would have just carpet have. bombed it. You know, yes, oh, okay, um, dropping CDs or DVDs. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing about that is don't let Palin hear about that. Technically, and we got to see how this goes down. Technically, uh, Marvel Entertainment would still have the rights to the Golden Age Human Torch, even though Fox has yes. the rights to Johnny to Storm. To Johnny Storm. Who owns Namor? The, uh, Universal he, had it, but I believe all those rights have relinquished. So, no, I heard that Namor was part of the Fantastic Four group. I thought no, he was not. It, it was a separate okay. because there's a separate screenplay out there by uh, I think okay. David Self. Okay. Uh, for uh, for Namor, because The Rock was talking. They were going to talk about Dwayne. They hmm. they at one point asked Dwayne Johnson to play. He can Namor. play any character. He can. Um, well, he's you know, I mean, that's how it goes. People get attached to things, and, uh, and it was a universal film. But since Hulk was a universal as well, and now those rights went back to Marvel Entertainment, I think that that uh, that they can make a case for pulling, so having pulled would that. They just back. go with the core three invaders. I would or? no, because it's got to be international. So you can have Namor and make him seem vaguely European. Certainly, you can have Union Jack. You can have Spitfire. Was Union Jack and Spitfire were they in the original? 
Invaders, or that was in the 70s? Well, the ones that are around now are the Marvel. children of them, I think. Right. Right, but there was an 80s no, Marvel yeah, you're revival. Right. Those were those were they were put in the retro. They were put in retroactive continuity. Yeah. There were no actual invaders. Stuff. There were no actual invaders in the 40s. It was the, called the All Winners Squad. Right, and there were characters like the original Vision, the original Angel, characters exactly. nobody wants to remember, the Blazing Skull. Right, um, who maybe that'll go in, but when and they, Bucky Barnes too. Um, yeah, Jimmy Buck Barnes, Jimmy Cat oh. Barnes. J- Jimmy Cap Barnes. That's what he's called now. Okay. Anyway. Shiny Cap. Shiny Cap. Uh, so, um, yeah, so they, they made that movement on, on Captain America. And there was, there was something else about Marvel movie news this week, too, that they were talking about. And now you guys distracted me and Thor? I can't remember. No, it wasn't a Thor thing. It, it was Iron Man? Well, oh, it was really. Uh, John Favreau did say in a. In a uh, uh, an interview this week that Iron Man 2 actually will take place in continuity before the Incredible Hulk movie so that he's actually got an order of what the con- of how you would watch the the adventures. So it's Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, and then the Tony Stark cameo in Hulk in Incredible Hulk takes place after the events of Iron Man 2. So it'll be leading into the idea of forming okay. that Tony Stark gets on board with the idea of forming the Avengers. Oh, that was the other thing that came out of the Captain America thing is they thought possibly Hydra was going to be involved somehow as a villain or cool. starting in that and, well, they, and they ending confirm, up and in they Avengers. Conf- and they something. confirmed that the Red Skull was going to be the opponent in, in the Captain America film. What so, do we, how do we feel about this whole USO thing? I, I, I feel like it's a plausible film device. Dancing so, works so well no, for no, Peter no, Parker. No, 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 but I, but I, I not I so much dance, dancing, but if they brought him out as just a figure piece, if they're oh, coming, okay. if, you're, waving. if you're playing the idea that there's never been a costumed hero before, you know, and, and, and staying within what the thing, what the heroes that have been so far, the justification for Iron Man has been it's a weapon, it's armor. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not really a superhero costume, even though it is. Well, with Captain America, though, it makes sense to and keep and the Hulk his- just rips his purple pants, so it's not a uniform. So it makes sense to me that they would have to have a justification for why would they put someone in a costume because in 1940. There- I would think they they could justify it by saying. He's their secret project. They don't want to reveal right. his identity, yeah. So they put a mask on him. But then, which is what the justification was in 1940, right? And I don't see why that character. couldn't work. But like I said, I don't like the US USO idea. But like I said, I think it's a plausible film yeah, I think device can, where people would buy it. Depends I think, on how well they write it. I would think that, and I, and, I, and I also think it's kind of a funny little nod back to the the idea that they had in the seventies. They were going to do a Captain America stage. Musical. I don't know if that's a nod to that. I I didn't hear musical. I heard just part of the USO. No, he's going to be part of the USO. But I'm saying they. I read that he was going to sing sing at least one number. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yes. that's ridiculous if they do that. So, no, I'm. If, uh, if they do do it, they should have them do "Living in America" by James Brown, in which hadn't been written yet. <laughs> yeah. becomes in unstuck America. in time, and it's like yeah, uh, uh, Back to the Future. No, mm. yeah, I can't think. Of, there was a, there was still yet another Marvel rumor, but okay, whatever. There was a picture of Josh Brolin and Megan Fox. Yes, they've done reshoots, and apparently they've added more Megan Fox to Jonah Hex with less, Yay. With, less uh, cle- with more cleavage. Well, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's the old west, after all. There was yeah, a lot it's of cleavage. Hot. It's hot. Place. There was a lot of cleavage in the old west. Yeah. Um, they have announced that uh, 
Tim Robbins is going to join the cast of Green Lantern as Hector Hammond's father, Senator Hammond. Which is so weird because we thought we'd heard the rumor he was going to be playing Howard Stark. Yeah. So I guess that's not happening. So. I guess not. So mm-hmm. it, that's kind of interesting. And he was probably just jonesing to play a father in a superhero movie. So he talked to his agent probably, well, he's get find that, me a father. Well, yeah. you, you know, you don't want to be the guy who, when they say, when they look at their resume and say, what superhero movie were you in? And all you've got is Howard the Duck. Mm. Yeah, you got to do something a little. uh, And that's not to diss the character of Howard the Duck again. We're just talking about the movie. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because the comic book is still a work of unparalleled genius. Okay. Move on. Have you read it? Have you gone past six pages, Lon? Uh, No. No, I didn't think so. I have the Howard the Duck for President comic somewhere. Yeah, cool. That was a good one. Um, And and if you, uh, of course, today was announced. uh, And him versus Godzilla? Didn't he fight Godzilla? No, I don't don't think so. so. Wasn't Howard the Duck and Godzilla in one episode? No, I don't think so. They did Dr. Bong. one issue. They did have a Godzilla comic, didn't they? In the they 70s? did have a Godzilla comic, yes, in the in the late seventies, early eighties. Godzilla fought Shield. It was a special uh, led by Dum Dum. Maybe it was a side uh, story in the same book. They may have done it, like an eight page in the back. Or something. I don't know. I don't recall Howard ever fighting Godzilla. And I thought I had it all, but I maybe not fighting, but maybe just promoted in the same I, book. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know. Write in if any listeners know the answer to that query. Right into sandpaper. Correct law to sandpaper. Oh. Uh, yes, yeah, sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. I'd love to go. love to get that. Because uh, it was announced, broken today, I guess. Not really announced. Nikki Fink in her column, uh, Deadline Hollywood, uh, broke that uh, Warner Brothers has asked Christopher Nolan. Who's that again? He's the writer, director of Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and The oh, Prestige. Oh, right. And the we like Deception. him. Right. Got it. They okay. have asked him to be the godfather to Superman 3.0. Man, that's very good. <laughs> yes, that's what they're calling it. It's like a 3.1. The code 3.2. name is 3.0. I, well, because you've had the Superman of Richard Donner, and then they you know, right. went to Superman Returns, and now they're and not quite you got quite Brian sure. Stinky Singer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brian Dutyhead Singer ruined, well, it. No, ruined I, it for everybody. Yes, he did. Um, Don't be a baby. So with that announcement, a lot of things fall into place for me. Like we talked about a while ago, how they'd cut Clark Kent out of the Green Lantern script. Good, mm-hmm. and I think it's probably you know because these things don't happen just out of nowhere. There's a, a reason for that revision, and that would be that you don't want to introduce Clark Kent in another movie. If this is got- how this is how it goes down. Beep boop boop. Yeah, this is Chris Nolan. Get Superman out of your stupid script. I'm taking him back. Yeah. Um, that was they, a reenactment. And they want to coordinate since, super, since obviously they do want to move towards a Superman-Batman film. Uh-huh. Uh, that's an idea that just won't die and shouldn't. It should It should be made. It should happen. It should Chris, happen. But, but what's his name? Chris uh, – no, not Chris. Uh, who's the hothead from Batman? Uh, can't think of his name. Batman. Who played Bruce Wayne? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. He's not going to go for a Superman-Batman Well, he might up. not go past a third one anyway. But if Christopher Nolan is at least setting up the – Reboot. Setting up the dominoes for what what Superman looks like to match what his vision of Batman looks like, and he's not. It's not likely that he's directing right. or, or writing this. He's just he's, overseeing. He's just kind it. of overseeing and use, and kind of giving a creative eye and creative input. But if the director messes it up, though, I hear he's going to put a severed horse's head in the director's bed. Could be. That's a Godfather reference. I, right? I know. I okay, that. you just looked at me so puzzled. Even I know it. Okay. So. I was trying to find the connection to the Godfather here. I, the horse's head. I, I, that's not Godfather a connection one. with the topic. No, but it's the, it's the Godfather. Okay. I got it. Fine. I got it. You got All it. Right. Trust it. Did we get it? Okay. Trust yeah. it. Um, now I've lost thanks. But out of that announcement came, of course, that um, 
he's also working on Batman 3, which everyone's been waiting for and finally is confirmed, which transitions nicely to television because... Oh, wait, before we move to that, though. God How, damn it. No, I'm just saying, we, we didn't. <laughs> you just reported it, but we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about how we felt about it. So, about how do you, what? Well, I said, I'm feel trying to transition, and you cut off a transition when I actually used the word, oh. I'm transitioning. I know, but I was like, what do we, how do we feel about Nolan? You're not just sandpaper, you're the block hold of on, wood. Hold on. This wasn't so bad, because you had actually finished stuff, and you were starting to move into something okay. new. You weren't in mid-phrase on a new All topic. Right, go ahead. I just so, felt like you were moving through it too fast. That's a so, big thing. I know, he's, I know he's rubbed you, rubbed you raw. <laughs> but I'll rub you good. Later, I'm gonna baby. I'm gonna leave you. I'm gonna say lawn lawn really should be allowed to move on right now. Go ahead. I should be allowed to move. On? You should be able to he, go he ahead. Didn't, he say didn't say what on. you want to say. Well, no. I just how do you feel about the Nolan Superman thing? I mean, do you think he can bring a good? I mean, we all know he's capable and he's awesome. We love Dark Knight, but how do you feel about a, him taking over the Superman franchise? I think that. Um it's the jury's out. I don't know. And unless he follows what it sounds like is they're trying to make it a little more comic booky, have more respect for the comic book source, which I don't think the film series ever had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always been – in the film series, it's been New York. It's not been Metropolis, well, the city of and, tomorrow. But the other thing – the other thing I, I've – and I put in my article on Fanboy Planet. You may recall there's a print side to what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recall. You do. And occasionally I get to actually – What actually, website is that? I actually have time to write for it, www.fanboyplanet.com. Oh, that's good. And when we put that in there, uh, the, the thing is that they've always tried to make Superman – well, Christopher Reeve's big thing is like, how do you analyze the man and give the really, you know, the meaty acting moments and stuff? And yet, Superman has managed to survive for seventy years as an interesting comic book character, at, or longer, really now, uh, seventy-one, seventy-two years. So, uh, you know, um, I think the thing that those movies have always been missing, where Chris Nolan was able to do for the comic, for the movie, for the Batman movies, was. Throw in. Gotham City is Gotham City. Without being this totally bizarre Tim Burton-esque thing, Gotham City is Gotham City. Metropolis could very well be Metropolis. But again, we don't know who's actually going to write and direct it. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that it leaves out in the cold that so-called brain trust of Marv Wolfman, uh, Grant Morrison, and Jeff Johns. Now, Jeff Johns is pretty doggone busy, and he's got The Flash and Shazam that he's apparently in charge of. Do you think they'll occupy the same universe, though, the Batman yes. one? And that is the intention. Because it's so weird to go, and, and it might be really interesting to see this, the, the contrast from the dark and gritty Dark Knight, Batman Begins Gotham style City. of yeah, Gotham City to this happy kind of cheer. Like, it'd be interesting to see Chris Nolan supervise a kind of upbeat, optimistic, mm-hmm. hopeful film. Well, so, and they're all, but they're all supposed to coexist. Green Lantern is supposed to coexist. That's why they had originally right. had a Clark Kent cameo see, in I would, there. I would see like a, a Nolan supervised Superman film, and you know the Batman franchise is like artistic. <laughs> Whereas I feel like Green Lantern is going to be popcorn. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if it's going to. Uh, I agree that Green Lantern's got to be pop- and Martin Campbell is a guy who's just, he's really as a director is action oriented. Mm. But you can't get away from the fact you are dealing with a guy with an alien ring right. that grants him the power to do just about anything and that there are aliens that are going to appear so you have to acknowledge they're out there now see if warner got their act together they could pull a jla movie in five years that's the plan let's hope no that's the plan now I whether hope. that's been the plan before <laughs> yeah you can't hope that's the plan it is the plan well i hope it's a good plan whether it works is a different story i hope you, you just keep on hoping <laughs> 
I don't know why I called this meeting. I, I could have gone home, done laundry. We had your power ring. Damn it. Mm. Uh, yeah, so to go there, the confirmation of a Batman 3, because earlier it was leaked this week that Flash Forward, a troubled television series, sci-fi series. I don't know if you'd say troubled. You should have called that a transition. Because that was a that, would, that was a good transition. That was a good. I mean, that those two worked really well Tim, together. Tim, could you uh, come over here and do some sort of horrible thing? Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. Fork. Um, David Esquire was let go as showrunner of the show he created, Flash Forward. Uh-huh. How do you get let go of the show you create? That's you messed up. You don't own it. You go, you create it. You sell it to a production company. You know what? Though he made his money. He's happy. Yeah. He's like whatever. And the truth of the matter is, left to his own devices, I'm going to lob this criticism out there. David Esquire, when you say, like, you know, he's off to pursue, you look at his track record as a writer, he's pretty good. When he starts actually being the guy fully calling the shots, the unborn, sure, Blade sure. Trinity, sure, yeah, mm-hmm. um, a couple other really horrible, bad, boring sci fi horror movies that no one can remember the title of. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, the one about, oh, that the, one. Uh, the, mm-hmm. one about the teenager that. It died and was trying to solve it. Had uh, three it's days. like the Goyanator or something. The Goyanator. Uh, right. The Kick Puncher, I believe. Kick was. Puncher. Was that uh, your boy? That was my boy, Eric Mears, as the Kick Puncher on Community. His punches have the strengths of kicks. Kick. Oh, no, he's up against the Punch Kicker. <laughs> <laughs> i got to awesome. start watching Community. Awesome. Uh, it was very funny this week. Very funny. Including your boys from the um, Derek... What's that name of that sketch group that did mystery the mystery team? team? I don't know the the name of the, the but sketch they group. all they because well, the one member of the team of the group is Troy on Community right and then they the rest of them all showed up as the sketch comedy the, the other college one? sketch they, comedy troupe because I know the, I recognize the blonde guy who we had an extensive conversation with right um all the all of them that were the they were the, the sketch comedy they were the sketch comedy the writers troupe on campus were Chevy Chase's writers for sitting around watching a movie. Okay. It was hilarious. Because Chevy Chase wanted to make sure day. he had the funniest quips. What? And he likes gay jokes. <laughs> I mean, we write really great jo- jokes. Don't don't take too much credit. Uh, <laughs> was, I loved Kick Puncher, yes. Call me David. <laughs> so, that was so great. So, um, yeah, Flash Forward is coming back. Who knows who's writing it? Nobody knows who's in charge of it. But yeah. When's it coming back? This season? or Nobody knows. Mm. Uh, sometime in probably March. April. Because V's got to come back in March, isn't it? I think so. Did yeah. anybody have a vision of when it came back? <laughs> get it? <'Cause laughs> I did get yeah. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even watch it. <sighs> it's not a bad show. It just treads its – it spins its wheels. It's been real slow moving. Yeah. They had a couple of things that were happening in the last couple of episodes before they went on hiatus. But, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like you'll have three episodes where nothing happens and then one – a whole bunch of stuff happens. You have a lot of people acting stupid. I hate that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why. That. That's why. I stop really watching obvious. Heroes. You go. How is this guy going from a real loving Which family man to be was divorced? Last, by the way, last night was the season finale of Heroes and probably the series finale. Really, I, 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 I didn't I, even know. I know. I watched I, it yet. I've banked it. Well, okay. Well, it's probably over. So I hope it's good. You can tell us next week. Yeah. Um, it wasn't very good for the last couple episodes. No, but you know, it was really good this week. Yes, I do. Got to read, read my you mind. get to say it. Absolute justice. Yeah. Can you speak? Oh, I didn't hear you. Smallville, absolute justice. Oh, thank you. I loved it. Man, that's a manly endorsement. I loved it. <laughs> Two hours of, uh, of ah, golden age yeah. goodness. Oh. All right, let's pick it apart. Yes, because I, are you guys normal? I know you're normal Smallville, but watcher. I have not. I actually skipped forward. I, I still haven't finished watching 
Uh, I watched the first three episodes of season nine. I haven't finished watching all the episodes of season eight, so I'm not sure how they got from eight to nine. Are you up on it? I'm about 90% complete. I've missed a couple episodes. Okay, but you have both followed it for yes. a couple oh, yeah. years. See, I yeah. maybe saw the first episode. The, nine years ago? Maybe the, when he got tied up in the cornfield. The Justice League episode, and maybe a little... No, that was it. And then this Absolute Justice one. You did watch this one. So right? I'm the newbie to this. So there were a bunch of stuff where you're going... Who's that? Well, I'm still kind of. Let me say though, for the newbies, is for those who watched that first episode where he was crucified in the cornfield. Just in case you missed the Superman is savior of us all metaphor, it was <laughs> yes, there exactly. from the beginning. That the first seven seasons, run by Alfred Goff and uh, something Miller, um, th- not Mark Miller. That those those seven seasons was like a different series. Exactly. That right. Was this ashamed felt like a, this that felt was like a, ashamed that its basis was in comic books. Right. It was like Xville. Yes. And then the next and then these last two seasons have been like these new guys came in and said, You know what people really wanted in a Superman T V show? Superman. Superman. You know, uh, and so Well well that was kinda one of my things. But was, they're still stuck with all the seven years of crap that went before. And they can't call him Superman. They can only call him the blue blur, except now he's the, the black blur. smudge. He's or just whatever. the blur. He's, he's just the blur, the blur now. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. Here's the thing. As a non-watcher, I really enjoyed it because it was pretty true to the whole DC, you know, heroes thing, which was cool. Yeah. But I also had a lot of problems just as like, you know, just as a casual watcher, just some different like problems I had with it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, overall, you know, compelling story, you know, whatever, fun characters are. But, you know, so for a guy who is, but, you know. I didn't have any pull any like high art away from anything. It just it was a fun time at the TV. It was a series of great moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. That's that's a good yes way to put it. But I, I just didn't. had. But my biggest complaint though, and I had a couple of different ones. But my biggest complaint is the show's called Smallville, and it's about Clark Kent. It's his nickname now. No, I know, but he's like the least interesting character on that whole show and he was he was totally yeah. and he's like he's not even featured I and mean, it's like he's a supporting character in his own show and it's like even at the end when they all go out to dinner he wasn't even there well <laughs> part of it is because he directed that episode oh, and really? so when tom welling directs clark kent takes a back seat right well but but I, I think that's the thing is it does expose some of the weaknesses of the show if you just tuned in and this is it they, they're stuck with a certain visual style and and one of those is always you know if there's one person on in the frame, they're always off to the left, and they're you know because so that another face can come in. There's a lot of that big, and they're fa- fans of the two shots, and their dialogue is always so uh, like when the Justice Society was arguing amongst themselves, it's like that's cool, and then but then the Chloe Clark exchanges are always like every uh, every other danged Chloe Clark exchange petty arguments oh, petty right? arguments and where they say where Chloe says something like you sound like you almost admire them i do for they stuck together it's like you know and he gleaned so little after the, out of this conveniently conveniently shot newsreel that included the arrests of every member of artfully shot by the way uh, arrests of every member of the justice society so there are the things that the show does that it's just like they do week after week that I go, it's just so dang stupid. Right. That's that's the one thing I notice is like they're watching this old reel that was obviously all slickly edited together and it had footage of them. Well, it had uh, shots from up below. Yeah. Like, like some yeah. cameraman's going, oh, let me get that. Oh, this is yeah. going to be beautiful. Hey, I know reel. the cops are coming in. Let me film Ted Grant working on the speed bag for a little bit <laughs> before, before, the, they, cops before the cops come in. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
I love the fact that Chloe has like, how'd they find the watchtower? The same way everyone finds the watchtower every other week of that series. Yeah. The last week they found something, somebody found the watchtower. How about that very tall tower with the interesting stained glass window <laughs> yeah, exactly. that we can crash through <laughs> where Green Arrow keeps leaping off the top? <laughs> yeah. Is she supposed to be Oracle? Yes, yes, kind of. Smallville has no rights to any Batman characters, mm. and yet they so badly want it. Mm. So they they kind of moved Chloe into the Oracle position, and Green Arrow. It, they've kind of backed off of this, but Green Arrow, when he kind of like Batman, when he appeared, his theme music was like well, Batman. They, mm. they lower his voice when do. he's in the hood. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing Boy, I wanted to talk about. Whenever he's in the, whenever he's Green Arrow, he sounds like one of those like sex offenders, and they blur his voice. <laughs> in. Hey, Chloe, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it puts the lotion. Yeah. <laughs> creepy. It was like, why didn't he just, you know, use? Yeah, his they real... keep making Green Arrow into a Batman-like character, and then instead Hawk- of like Hawkman did the same thing. Like he was already that grizzled look. You don't belong here. And then he yeah. puts the Hawkman thing. Look, you don't belong here. It's like, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. at least it made sense for Doctor Fate. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, when Doctor Fate puts on the helmet, oh yeah, the, you know, Doctor Fate because he's Nabu. Doctor Fate made that episode for me. You know that best epi- special you, effects. Best. You know what, Doctor Fate, if it. If they hadn't had him in there, it might have been just like, oh, it's cool. They kind of put him in the Justice Society. But they they used Dr. Fate so yeah. well yeah. that it was like, yes. And one, it's a character like the Atom. Can't really carry a series on his own. He's not really as cool. At, but when he's yeah, a supporting that, yeah. character and you focus on him every now and then, he's really cool. But yeah. there are a couple shots where you're like, oh, Dr. Fate is cool. And then like you show him in a two-shot and it's like Clark's walking next to this dude in a big yellow cape and a helmet. And I was yeah, like, he didn't look you're like, eh, you know what I was doesn't thinking? fit. But. No, what I was, thinking, I was thinking, if that was in a comic, fate would be floating beside him with his toes pointed right. towards the yes. ground, just yes. kind of like going along without without bobbing I, I, or weaving. I, but I liked what Jeff Johns had done with Kent Nelson, that idea of wearing the helmet, driving him basically crazy, having yeah. lost everything. Best dialogue <laughs> in this. Uh, yeah. Talking to himself, talking to the helmet. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that, that vision of discovering him with this helmet in a bowling bag trying to like go. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, don't make me put it on. Don't make me put it on. Don't tell me this. You know, I mean, it's scared. It was really. Or when Clark is x-raying that and the helmet turns and looks at him inside the bag. That <laughs> was awesome. Yeah, no, it was really. I mean, it had a lot of really cool. It had a lot of really cool moments, and it. As I was watching it as the newbie, I kind of went there and went, "Why is this called Smallville? Because this would be so much better if, as a Justice Society yeah, series." Yeah, just, I agree. Let's have a JSA series. Because every time Tom Welling came on the screen, I went. Uh, screen, I went. Ugh. We should talk about Martian Manhunter too. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Finally, getting you guys could get to see him. Finally, yeah. Finally, putting him in a Martian form for just a split second. Yeah. But that's what God made freeze frame for. The other thing, though, too, is if you're Dr. Fate and you know that you're about to get killed, can't you, like, phase your body out? Or I mean, like, he did the whole cheesy, move out no, of the way. No, he actually covered that. He said, I can see everyone's fate <laughs> but my own. Oh. That's a little convenient or inconvenient, I no, guess. No, but that's, but that's yeah. established in the comics, too, that he does not, that he can't. The yeah, but one if thing you see somebody save. else's fate. That's kind of close to your your fate. Wouldn't you be able to see your fate through no. their fate? No. What do you mean? No. You you say no. it so matter of factly. No. <laughs> no. No. I've seen people's fates. I know. I have. That's not how it works. I've no. seen yours, and I'm saying we should talk about erotic asphyxiation. Not a way to go. go. <laughs> exactly. Look, I like in excess. What I can know. I say? Uh, you and David Carradine. Star Girl. Star Girl. Oh, uh, that was another problem I had. She's supposed to be like fourteen, fifteen in that. 
well, 16, but okay, yeah, but like, 16, clearly too 19. Old. But, but like all her speeches, like she was like, you know, telling everybody about the way of the world and stuff. And it was just like, little girl, you're like 14, shut up. Oh, uh, yeah, know? but so, you know what I think is the thing is she, they again established that they did shorthand. She'd heard her stepfather's stories, Stripesy. Um, and the proper, li- you know, well, Chloe laughed, and that's the thing. No, I just, you, I loved how serious you were about it. You're like, she heard her stories series. about, you Stripesy. know, her and she had spent, and then it was all quiet, and you're all stripesy. <laughs> and she had spent a, an indeterminate amount of time, um, practicing. Indeterminate amount of time. 16 year old, 14 year old. But so maybe a, a year, year. <laughs> with, with, uh, Sylvester she has Pemberton. So much wisdom. With the Star Spangled Kid. And the thing that I just think is so cool about that is, that, of course, that Courtney Whitmire is named after Jeff John's sister who died in a plane crash. And so that is his first creation in comics. And to be able to have become so powerful himself enough to shepherd that his teen sister who died at 16 uh, in, a, in, a, in a plane accident then could become kind of immortalized as, a, as this fictional yeah, that's character. That's great. But I'm great just saying in the, in the context of this film – she just kind of seemed a little out of play. Like there was one point where she's like, "Oh, I'll tell you the answer as soon as I get, you know, as soon as I can get to a computer." You guys have one, right? Well, this is the, and the well, six, that was great. And the sixteen-year-old girl is like, "Yeah, all excited, pulls off the thing, and it's like an Apple IIe. It was or a something. Commodore, right? But it's kind of like what sixteen-year-old? But kid? you know, and that is a weakness of the show is when they moralize, they moralize, and mm. so a character that shouldn't have that kind of weight does, you know, and that's and that's pandering to the CW because the CW. Is saying you know the people that watch CW shows are allegedly teens, morons, or I perverts mean, uh, who are you know it's all supposed to be young and they're by emphasizing that the young are the ones that really have the wisdom. And that oh that was another problem I had with it. Did anybody else think that Pam Greer was playing too fat? <laughs> like yeah, every time yeah. she came on screen, she like, I think cranked I think, her neck back to look I, a little I heavier think, than she I was. I think that they had yeah they were playing it, it was up. it would play that up and maybe put some prosthetic on her because I don't think she's that heavy. No, no but it, but it's one of those where it's like she's Pam Greer. She could just play it. Just be a tough. Yeah, right. just, just be, be the tough cast. Right. Yeah. You don't have to be all chunky and funky. And, you know, and I don't know. I also have a problem with the idea that nobody remembered the Justice Society. If they had all the stuff they had, including an oil painting, a fabulous oil painting that promised many other characters. That Green Arrow ruined. That bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but it included the Spectre. I'm saying the Spectre could come on Smallville. And, and I the Flash. Love it. Yeah, Big that's Eric. okay. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see Jake because they've already introduced a speedster. But, uh, but there's the implication. Yeah, Jake Garrick's out there. And maybe that explains if they can ever get Kyle Gallner back onto the show. Because I don't think he's been. When they keep talking about bringing the Justice League, have they had Impulse back on since that episode like three, four years ago? No. And, and I, I was I was hoping when they said, what do you, what would you call your group? And I, it was, I was hoping he was going to say Junior Lifeguards of America or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that Aquaman had said at exactly. one point. Yeah. Um, and I think they did call themselves the Justice League at one point on the show. So I don't think so. But it's you know given given Tom Welling that thing to just go a work in progress. The thing is with this in the Legion of Superheroes episode, Jeff Johns comes on and, and, and is smacking the producers around, saying, "Come on, this is what people want. Yeah. Just go in." And, and I and I think I think I read somewhere and got like its highest ratings in a while. So. You had you had your problem with it. My problem with it, icicle. Really. The Icicle has been the one, though, that Jeff Johns has used in JSA. Have you read the JSA comics? Not much. I picked no. it up for a little while. Icicle has been the, has been like the major badass he's, because he's the guy that ties in legacy-wise. Was he back. like that guy? Yeah. He's that guy was like close a close adaptation? Okay. Or? He's the son of, of Jor Ma Kent, which is a weird um, 
you know, uh, the original Icicle. Uh, and so his he's been like the total punky teen guy who didn't really get raised by his dad because his dad was in prison. And so it's – yeah, it's not that far off. I, I wasn't necessarily all keen with that guy's performance. But yeah. but it, yeah, was, his, it yeah. was close to – Jeff Johns stuck very close. I mean even down to the members of the JSA that get killed are the people that are dead in current continuity. Right. Sylvester Pembleton, which that was the thing that got me from that because nobody had leaked out that Star that Star Spangled Kid was going to be on this show. Well, that was my question. Did they combine Star Spangled Kid and Starman in that character? No. I, didn't you ask me this before? We were talking about this earlier, yeah. Star Spangled Kid and Stripesy, part of the Seven Soldiers of Victory with Green Arrow and Speedy, actually, were um, caught in a time warp and they came forward. So they didn't age with everyone else. So uh, Stripesy retired, married Courtney Whit- Whitmire's mom, uh, and Star Spangled Kid, Sylvester Pemberton, uh, Pemberton became Star uh, became Skyman and founded Infinity Incorporated, and oh. and so um, hmm. but Starman Ted Knight had decided he was going to retire, so he gave the Star Spangled Kid, who originally oh. had no powers, the gravity he made it into a gravity belt. And that was done when they revived All Star Comics in the seventies, and then Skyman had that. When that what when Skyman was killed by Solomon Grundy, then Ted Knight took the the belt back and turned it into the gra- re retooled it back into the gravity rod, mm-hmm. which then his sons David and Jack both used as the new. You know, it's always nice to have a Zorlac on hand. So. Absolutely, but Jack lost the rod. But at the and he end, had to at, have a new no, one built. Right. And at the end of the Starman series with Jack Knight, he passed the rod on to Courtney and said, you – because she had, she had some of – she had a version of the belt as well that gave her some power. Yeah. But he passed the rod on to her and made her officially from being this, the star-spangled kid to being So you're saying that, that he gave Courtney the rod is what you're saying? I am saying that. Okay. Which until Spare you said the rod. It, really didn't sound Spoiled bad. What? I'm just saying. Yeah. So, uh, so that was that was all fine. And Sandman, um, Wesley Dodds was. Oh, that was a cool was little yeah. thing and, on there. And that too. was like I was like, oh, you know, and Sandman's on it. It's funny because I'm I am right up to the point. I'm reading rereading the Starman series. I'm writing the series where it's Sandman and Starman. Very cool. And there's a there's a Sam crossover too. Um, and, and you know, and, and even Kent Nelson has. There's a new Kent Nelson wearing the the helmet of fate, but there are many people have worn that helmet. So ew. Do you well, think they clean it out after? Well, they don't they have use that they stuff for the, you get in the bowling alleys. You yeah. spray it out. Little, oh, okay. Set it back on it's the shelf. Wait for fresh. the next guy. It's pine fresh and kills ninety eight percent of the bacteria. I know, but have you ever worn somebody else's helmet? Man, mm. no. But I'm I'm willing to get a Doctor Fate helmet. I really want one. Which does remind me, I got to say a little toy thing. Reminded that at Toy Fair they're going to announce they've got Boba Fett helmets to play in. They're for like uh, for from, the, from the Clone Wars? Yes. Yeah, because the Mandalorians are on a... I want a Boba Fett helmet. Mm-hmm. I've waited my whole life to have a Boba Fett helmet. Will you shrink your head so you can fit in? I, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> now you can get one for $35. And my head's too big! <laughs> my head's too Boo. big! Boo! So anyway, I was, I'm all for that uh, following up. I think Zatanna is going to be on this week, uh, Return of Zatanna. They were showing that in the preview. And then, of course... Well, see, I didn't watch it with a preview. Mm-hmm. I understand. I had other forces. Um, but the uh, thing, of course, at the end is, well, not only do they have JSA, they introduce the concert of the Suicide Squad, they introduce Checkmate, and oh, they yeah. set up who the villain will be for season 10. I'm going to put the money guess. down. I'm going to put the money guess. down now. Yeah. Well, let's see, if, let's see if... Ted no, Court? No, you have no, nope. you have no guess? Really? Well, I've, I've only seen that one episode. You're saying... Well, that, she said... She says she it said right at the end. end. I need the heroes back because there's a coming... 
Oh, Apocalypse, right. Yes, right, I'm right. saying Dark Side's coming. Didn't I'm, they already do an Apocalypse? Oh, wait, no. they did. No, they did Doomsday. 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 That's what, what, I'm saying Dark Side and the New Gods are coming. I would love to see the New Gods. I would love to see Orion. I would love to see Pam Greer spin off a Suicide Squad series. Oh, my God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. The CW could just have a week of superhero shows. I may pass out. You're going to spasm, aren't you? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you Having a grand ball seizure. Thank you. Oh, my God. You could do a series, Pam Greer. You could do like a bronze tiger guy, a dead shot, a Captain Boomerang. Rick Flag. Yeah, Rick Flag. You know, and then yeah. bring and then then you have your core like people. Yes. And then you could just every just week. Just like the actual series. Yeah. Yes. Every and week. During, during sweeps week, crossover. <gasps> yeah. Listen to us, WBCW, whatever the hell you're called. We've got a business plan for you. I think a blood vessel just burst in my head with what's joy. Next, what's next on our, on our list? Fringe. Go ahead. I don't care that much. Go you ahead. don't care about no, I'm not caught up on Fringe yet. Neither so. am I. So just go ahead, Rick. Yeah, Rick. Fringe is getting really good. If you watched it before, if you saw any of the stuff with Leonard Nimoy leading up to what was going on in this series, they are bringing it to a head, and they are bringing the worlds together, and things are getting really good. So if you haven't been watching it, catch up and get on the board because this thing looks like a runaway train of fun and craziness. I got to catch up. What about okay, Lost? That's great. Oh wait, you before, start this one. Uh, before we, because this is gonna be a long one. Can we just rip on uh, Big Bang Theory real fast? Well, I don't want to. Well, I don't mean to. rip. I just have one small critique. You Big attack, Bang Theory. We'll we now moved on to Big Bang. Go ahead, attack, defend. Ready. I just have one small thing I noticed. Mm-hmm. Now, part of the whole show revolves around <coughs> Sheldon being a tool, right? Or at least a pain, well, a pill. That's a better word. A pill. That's He's better. difficult to deal with. Right. So my whole thing is, is in the eventual arc of storytelling, don't you have to have an episode where Sheldon comes through and they and and you are you are understanding of why they are still friends with this person? You know what I mean? Like. There's no real reassurance in the storyline why they put up with it. You know what I mean? Like, why are they friends with this guy? You know what I mean? Like, if he's such a drain on all of their all these. Yeah, you're right. All the explanations are kind of like behind the scenes. They say things like, as as Jim Parsons himself believes that Sheldon is a high functioning autistic. Sure, or as As-, Asperger's, as Asperger's, right? That's, uh-huh. that's on the high end of the uh, high functioning. But that's never been said on the show. No, and they no. refuse to say that because they don't want to limit, and which is apparently. Uh, actually, um, autistic I want to say support groups uh, have re- really loved this show and championed it for exactly that reason because they say once you identify a specific thing, people don't behave within the rules of what have been has been set down. Like, be criticism to say, the, to say Asper- people with Asperger's always act like this. Or, they yeah. wouldn't do this. It's like, no, that's yeah. not true. They would. They, they'll do anything like anybody else, but there's still... This is a character. There it's is not still, representative There is sample. still a lack of understanding or sporadic breakthrough, breakthroughs in picking up And I up also think, cues. though, if, if you added that aspect, it would totally... It, it wouldn't, get it wouldn't, make, it, it, it wouldn't make his special, actions funny. A very special episode I, of Big I, Bang Theory. I would predict this year's Christmas episode. We'll find out. This yeah. year's Christmas episode? Well, oh, next yes. year's Christmas episode, because oh. this year we've already... Well, it's 2010. Well, I'm just saying, like, if there was one, like, not where he has to pull the curtain back and he's like, see, I was good all along, but just, you know, a one where it's like... Well, they did have one yeah. where he helped Penny, and it was clear he was overcoming things, and but he still, that he obviously cared about Teaching her. Penny physics. Uh, well, teaching Penny, and when she... Um, yeah, but he, that, he was... When she slipped and, and uh, hurt herself. Right. And he had to take her to the hospital, right. and it was clear that in his own way, he has affection for these people. It's mm-hmm. just that he 
doesn't express it the way people do. But and I it, thought he was doing it because he needed her to do something else. You know what I mean? It's like, well, if you don't fix your arm, Mike, you can't take me to this or that or something. I mean, he always has a motivation behind everything he does. Which he often always, people Sure, which is fine. Do. I'm just saying like right. I'm just saying, just a small... What have you done for me lately? In fact, Mr. Okay, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I liked how you did that with the head bob, too. That was totally great. missed, yes. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying that that's one small criteria. I think the show's running great. You know, it's getting more popular and more popular every day. But I'm just saying, eventually, annoying Sheldon's going to get old. Uh, there's, and there's, well, uh, there's always been stuff like that. It's like, why didn't they kill Gilligan? He ruined so many they ways. They beat him with a hat many times. <laughs> well, a hat, that's nothing. I'm just How's saying? he supposed to learn from a hat but beating? After the 50th time when he's ruined their opportunity to get off the right, island. Right, but see, but Gilligan was a likable guy who messed up. You know what I mean? Whereas Sheldon doesn't really seem like a likable guy. And yeah, but Sheldon could build a radio out of coconuts. But you know what the other thing I say is Leonard isn't particularly likable either. He's he turns on everybody. He's when, a little snide. Yeah. He's snide when he's you know they're not people that are socially well adjusted and they do tend to band together. The business with uh, Penny in the car. When yeah. He's making what you need fun to see her. more of on that show and and happened a couple weeks ago. I don't know about this week, but last week um, was when you know Sheldon was caught in this. Thing of trying to solve uh, mm, solve right. a scientific problem, how you did see that Leonard cares. He's going to go uh, and 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 get he Sheldon gets a out of trouble night to go yeah, pick him know, up. And yeah. that there is an yeah, but see they that's, don't understand. that was part of yeah. Well, that was part of the thing that I think triggered my whole critique was that why what why would he go and pick him up? There's no motive. I mean, we know Leonard's a good guy or a decent guy, but I wanted some history to go. Because we've well, why all, do you, well, why we've do you all know gone. That Leonard's and, a decent guy. Though? Well, what I'm saying is, we've all gone and bailed our friends out of certain situations, right? And let's sure. face it. By the way, who blew us off at that party? <laughs> Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki. <laughs> yeah. So who's the guy that? No, he's not that. I think that put a button on it. <laughs> I will say nothing to that effect. But <laughs> so, what do you think about Lost? Oh, we're we done with that. Yes, we are. Um. Hard to say. Mario's not here to dance around the room, so um, <laughs> which you know, he does interpretive dance on. He Lost, does. Yeah. It is, I, I have a it's love as opaque as anything else. I have a love hate re- relationship with Lost, and I right now after watching that first episode, I just don't know. I well, mean, let's just talk about the new thing for this season. The new status quo. Yeah, because I mean it's been a week now. I think we can go ahead and spoil. Well, this here part. let's set up the the the, the ending of what last happened? season. Yeah. Is basically the you had a group of the Losties Back out of time. time, or basically out of place in the time stream, and well, they were this, back in time. They were they were back in time, but it's, now arguably but they, they're out of out of place in the time stream. I think no, they're back now. Well, anyway, the point I was making is they they were back in time to in order to set things straight. The plan was to detonate the bomb, detonate the atom bomb, or whatever it was, a hydrogen bomb. Hydrogen I think bomb. it was. And supposedly that was supposed to make things right. It would destroy the island and make it so that their plane would never have crashed. Right. Right. And, and so, so starting a whole new happen. timeline. Right. Now, what happened this season, the way it opens up, we find out that there are two they, timelines. they succeeded with their first mission and reset that timeline. However, they shot back to the timeline they had left. They're in both. Jackson both. Well, they're all in both. Are they, or they're just two versions of it? I mean, there, that's are, the whole there are two timelines running where we're seeing all the characters 
in one timeline, they did not crash on the island. In the other timeline, they went back to the island. In, in no, the, so they I, just I, they ju- jump back through time. And a, a practical question is: Do I need to uh, take a UC course in quantum physics to understand the show now? Right now, I, there's no way to understand what's going on. Yeah, at this point, I think it's pretty much up for grabs. Now it's just it's now it's just use your imagination. I think what we what we have is a Schrodinger's cat situation where they are both they are both not. I am with you. And they are on the you island. have lost someone else at the table with that no, one. He's nodding. Uh, no, I, I, he I, always nods. I just yeah. he's a shot- bobblehead. Schottinger's cat thing was the Big Bang Theory thing. That's, that's why true. I made you know, <laughs> so raise my eyebrow. Okay, well, thank right. God for being back alive. Yes, um, but uh, I think that's what's going to happen. There's there's got to be a, a series of events that are going to occur until one or the other of those timelines gets See, chosen. To me, though, to me, it felt kind of like a cheat in the way that. Hey, we can have our cake and eat it too. It's like, hey, we can start it and see what would happen if this way, and then we can also throw our characters back and finish that little timeline. See, I think what you're going to find out is that um, from Jack's point of view, he thought that everything would be okay if they never landed on the island. They wouldn't have suffered all that pain. But in fact, what's going to happen is as some some people will suffer more not having been on the island but he's not but that's the thing though how will he know cuz here's the thing you split the timelines their physical bodies are are occupying those timelines. Two timelines, right. But it's two different people. I mean, yes, it's the same. Yes, there's Jack here and there's Jack We've here. We've dealt with parallel realities from that comics for years. Well, I, I mean, understand, you know. but I'm just saying that their consciousness if the consciousness jumps, that's going to be really weird. It's I don't not know. connected, though. That's we're we're seeing no evidence that they're at all connected. We're just we are switching back and forth between the two timelines, the two potentials of what happened when the bomb went off. In one, they jumped back to their current time. The bomb had gone, which makes off, absolutely no sense to me. But, but okay. the bomb had gone off, and so they're back on the island in their current time. In the other, they never crashed. Right, and they just went on over and. And things have changed too, though. Like Hugo's, Hugo's not a bad, hasn't had a lot of bad luck. He's got his successful chicken. Is there any evidence that they are aware that they are living in two timelines? Not really, not yet. Okay, well, we'll have to catch. And here's the 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 strengths, the strengths of Lost. Even when it's not, and this is what I liked about the premiere, the premiere last week or whatever. Even when they're not bogged down with the crazy timelines, everything else. What Lost always did effectively was the human components, the human stories. Yes. You know, that scene between him and John Locke and the uh, customs thing towards the end right. was just an awesome scene. And you're sitting there going, oh, this is why I like Lost. Yep. And then, you know, when the. And now we can reveal this because it was revealed on Jimmy Kimmel Live, but we revealed that who the other mystery John, is John the Locke. Smoke John Locke is the smoke monster. Which I think is, is probably an oversimplification, but. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. And we'll hopefully find more, but. You know, so when you take some of these things out and you put, you know, so like I said, love, hate. I love the human drama. I love, you know, the the stuff that it made me love in the first place. But where the story is going now, I think, again, is going to disappoint I, I, me. I'd like to take this moment. If they turn into angels at the end, I'm out of here. I want to say one thing. I'm going to make a prediction. What's going, what, what the random factor in here, and it's going to be like Jericho in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Was it Jericho? No. Which was the, the pariah? Pariah, Desmond shows up on the plane to talk to Jack for a little bit, right? Right, and then disappears. You think Desmond and is pariah? Desmond has 
was already flipping through time before anybody else was because he was in the white event uh, when the button, the numbers didn't get entered into the computer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think Desmond is actually the one who's going to collapse one or the other events. I'm going to take this opportunity to apologize to my wife, who ironically does watch Lost, okay, and I do not. Um, because, again, every time we talk about Lost, I totally get – how difficult it must be to listen to me talk at home. <laughs> <laughs> and so, honey, if you're listening, I'm so sorry for the past 14 years of my being me. Okay, we can move on now. Well, it, just, it was a, a two-hour episode last week. We got another one tonight. That's just another one two hour, hour. Just one no, it's hour. just one hour. Those two hours went really fast for me. I was really engaged hmm. by this show when it, as it coming back, and I was afraid I wasn't going to get caught up in it as fast or at all. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I also had problems with the other storyline where, you know, the <laughs> Hugo, so the, he gets a, me, a, a vision of uh, Jacob, and Jacob tells him, in order to save Saeed, you must take him to the temple and right. bring the guitar case I've made you lug around. Yes. So when we finally find out what's in the guitar case, didn't you feel totally let down? What a just disappointment that was. I was like, they open it up, and it's a giant onk. Right. And they're like, whoa. Dr. Fate was on Lost? No. Yeah. And then they take the onk, they break it in half, and they pull out a little parchment, and they're like. <laughs> the fortune cookie. Yeah, and I was just sitting there going, couldn't you just gave Hurley an envelope or something? <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? It's like, you had to carry this guitar case all over the place? Well, you know. It's, that I thought was, I just wanted to shake the producers. It's hide it in plain sight. Who's going to suspect a giant onk? Yeah, but then the other thing you're is, not going to look at that and go, there's a note inside. Well, yeah, but you bring it to the island. Or that there's an onk in a guitar case. Exactly. Yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about, but I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I felt like there were some good moments and then there were some lame moments. And then the last thing I wanted to leave on is, and this actually comes from Jimmy Kimmel, is did you feel that when Saeed was awakened at the end? That it wasn't Saeed? That it was Jacob I think in so. his body? I, that whole That whole area is tying back into both the um, Fountain of Youth theme it and like Shangri-La pit or something. It's like, it's like, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's like the Lazarus pit, but it's definitely a fountain water and stuff. And mm-hmm. so they're tying that idea that on this island, you had this hidden community behind the wall where people don't age quite right. Richard, Richard's really, really old. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you, and then you have the waters that heal and they're expecting. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking that we're, we've got like a root myth for the fountain of youth and, Possibly Shangri-La. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how. I I am not uh, confident that I'm going to be satisfied at the end. I'm hoping Mario will come to one of our sessions soon and just tell us how wrong we all well, are. Perhaps we'll you know get... what though I've 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 schooled Mario and lost. Okay, okay. so okay. Uh, I think we'll be okay. All right. All right. It's not just schooling when they just walk away crying. <laughs> There's no arguing with you. No, but there was. Remember there was one time where. Mario made something, and I looked it up, came back, and went, yeah, this is, no, I was right on that one. So I'm going to put this it out It was there. one time. Stephanie, find that one time, because otherwise I'm not going to be able to sleep. So, oh, okay. uh, you know. Do we have anything else on the agenda? We do. Alon surprisingly wanted to, you had an update on Spartacus Blood and Sand. Ah, ah. yes. Uh, real brief, I had, from what what I'd seen in the first is, uh, episode, which was brief, you know, maybe a collected 10 minutes, okay, yeah. I was very unimpressed. Um 
I was able to sit through two more episodes this weekend because they had kind of a little, uh, what do they call that, a marathon. Mini marathon. marathon? Yeah. And uh, I, I've grown to appreciate a little more. Uh-huh. Uh, the acting definitely, once the story kind of settled in, uh, you know, kind of, you know, you, you get it, you understand. Um, but then also, the, there's cheesy part. I mean, it's trying too hard to be provocative with all its its use of profanity and nudity and everything else, which I think any 14-year-old boy might love. But uh, did you? Uh, I, you know, it kept my interest. But the did you see her Zena? No, I don't think she got fully nude yet. But okay. maybe she is. Um, but uh, oh, boobs! Do you see Zena's boobs in Spartacus? Oh, okay. Tim but, Watson. Tim Watson, roving Spartacus reporter, blood and sand fan. Okay, I, you're. T- these are subtle ways of 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 telling us to wrap up. Yeah, here. Wrap the lights are going out. out. Sure, not the lights on us. Um, I'm so, just saying that it, that. Okay, well, I was gonna say uh, it's just getting. You know, I'm just okay. saying I wanted to re. So you're willing to give it another chance? Yeah, take another shot at Not that. Not as terrible as I originally thought. We okay. want to say just uh, you know out there in the TV rumor land, uh, we can talk about Brave and the Bold next time we gather and just uh, okay. get it. But but that of course this uh, last week Neil Gaiman did confirm at UCLA that he has written an episode for Doctor Who, or is writing an episode for Doctor Who, but he later followed up with SFX Magazine and said it's an episode in the second season of Matt Smith. So mm-hmm. we're not going to see it in this next run, but we 2011. will. 2011. 2011. So Supposedly going to have a big sci-fi budget, uh, uh, special effects budget. Well, that'd be cool. Well, we're getting close to the 50th anniversary of uh, Doctor Who, so you wow. got to get start pulling closer. All right, so if you've got any questions, comments, complaints, commentary, here we are, right into editor at fanboyplanet.com. If you love lawn, write to sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. I am Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. I'm Lon Lopez, editor-in-chief of My Big Beef. And moreonlife.com. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, again, Asking you to use your powers only for good. Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you're not saying anything. <laughs> And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Tim Robbins' Dead Man Walking can be seen at City Lights on January 21st through February 21st. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to http colon slash slash www.cltc.org. Hello, gents. Hello, Mr. Lopez. Can we squeeze this out a little bit? Can we squeeze one out? All right. Thanks. Thought you're already there, but I like to lean. Are you selling cookies? Um, no, but I have tickets for. Oh, is this for the? uh, Excellent. You need my ten dollars for Debbie's ticket. If you have it, that'd be great. Yes, I do. Derek, you are number nine. Get a special seat, like no, we, it's 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 at general. The end we get to take a you know take a bow. Say. Yeah, I'll, you want me to call you up, yeah. you egomaniac? All right. What? That I can use the stroke. All right. Whoa, I don't want to know. Rick, how'd you get these printed out? These are these are really cool. Uh, I have uh, skills. Twenty four and twenty. I'm seriously asking the question. Brownpapertickets.com.
What do they charge? Well, can I count real fast? Hold on. No. <laughs> I don't know how fast you can count. I don't know <coughs> how you can count. I'm still trying to... Um, so. For 100 it was like, they have different price ranges, but we did 120 and it was under 20 bucks. <coughs> <coughs> and it makes you look like a real class act. It does. That's what we're going for. Well, we Adventure Comics uh, this week. We're probably Black not. Lanterns, uh, Black Lantern, I mean, Superboy. Because, I mean, I mean uh, most likely we're going, six. you know. Have yeah. a little speech and certain, you know, pomp and circumstance at the beginning. The Warner yeah. Brothers. And then we're going to show, like, oh, ten Superman, minutes of trailers. Christmas. So, I mean, we're yeah, probably yeah, not actually we'll showing the thing. But, I mean, uh, I want to uh, talk about Secret Adventures. Okay. Which has been the big 24 and 25. Thing. doesn't matter who's this who. This week, Seeking uh, Secret Adventures number one. And, um, All the work that I with. Can I fold this? Oh, you're definitely in bed. Um, just don't tear the stub. Okay. What will happen? Well, they won't let you in. Actually, I'll you know, you, know you paid and it's I mean as long as you have your ticket you'll be fine. So I can sell my ticket outside. <laughs> yeah, if you want to bootleg it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, ta- Tales T A I L S of the Pet Avengers Deadpool variant. Oh, we're getting so many Deadpool variants this week. Ridiculous. Dude, Deadpool's there's gonna like blow seven, his wad too soon. There's like seven variants coming out this week for Deadpool. Well, so you're definitely planning on coming then. Yeah. It's a prequel. Okay, so I'll save you a ticket. I don't have the. I don't know which ones are free right now, so I'll give you. Did the you next get the time. Planet Hulk DVD in the Magic Mailbox? I did not. I have. I wanted to watch that. I, I have no access. That so comes out this week. It already came out. It came out last week. Came out last week. Yeah. I thought it was out this week. No, Goodson invited me over to watch it last Friday ah. night, and I couldn't do it because of the show. Okay, so Smallville Justice Society. Yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> say we're, we're I didn't have anything else for comics. Everything else looked pretty. Okay, good. that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't have much uh, much for comics either. Um, other than I said they they've been doing teasers now for Secret Avengers, Wait, so Shh. yeah, and Luke Cage is going to join the Thunderbolts. Oh boy, are the Thunderbolts going to lighten up a little? Are they going to change the name to the Chocolate Thunderbolts? It's going to be dark and gritty. Uh, no, that's Luke your Cage. best line of the night. Wait till you know. Wait till chocolate. The you got to sing it too. No, it's not Chocolate Rain. It's just it's Chocolate Thunder. Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> Uh, movie, so Nolan. You want me to repeat that later? So yes. it's so it's a staged gig. Okay. Yes. Be natural. Mm. Right. Don't be forced. Oh shit! Come uh, on, Rick. I love the fact. Pen? I love the fact that. Uh, Tim. You have an extra pen. Yeah. Oh, he's so safe. Um, I love the fact that Chris Nolan is mentoring. Yes, I, I, the process. Yes. But you know what? But it makes sense to me. We sure. Talk about it. Uh, uh, and Tim Robbins. I just want to see his, his film credit of mentor. <laughs> My new favorite person, Tim Executive Robbins, producer. has been cast as Hector Hammond's father in Green Lantern. Cool. Weird. <laughs> there was Hector Hammond's father. Did that? He have a big feature in? They say Senator Hammond. He'll be big in this script. Okay. Um, yeah, but they said he's, he's not going to get much screen time. I heard. No. No. Because he's too busy. Every time they try to ask him, he goes, Susan. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Either that or try I to shut the down the production. Over. Um, well, as I said, you know, Sister yeah. Island said it was the best she'd ever seen, but she dared not tell Tim. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know, so you, are we into TV then? Um, we have a lot of there, TV is this there week. Is movie stuff? Um, there's any movie rumors you can think of? Because the Universal Soldier 2 Dolph Lundgren thing will be a TV for next week. There was uh, Debbie got me one of those bedtime sound seven. machines beside the bed. And it and has that sound. sound. It has the sound. It's lawn chewing gum. gum. 
Asthmatic lawn. By the way, lawn, how was that one where I said, I'm coming for your soul, lawn? It was fine. It didn't wake you? It didn't disturb you? Well, I, when Did you, you listen when to you, it? No. When you titled the podcast that, I kind of figured that was I coming. Over, I over-echoed it and lowered it a notch, and I put it at the end after about 20 seconds of silence. You didn't need to alter it. The, you know. No, I left the in in oh, context. Okay. I left it okay. alone. Okay. Yeah, and then you did it again. Then at the, the end, it's the last tag. So they were like, it was the title of it. Then there was in context one. Then it was at the end. So by then it was kind of like we're just determined to try. Right. Each week, how can we disturb Lon? I had a fake ending, and then a fake ending, and then I've had that the demon ending. I've had that. So you got Have the you Nolan it? thing. You got the Robbins thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying a movie wise. Oh, but because the thing with Nolan also said that Batman uh, Three, Batman Three is that they're working on that. And uh, what about the crazies? Do you know anything about that? I heard it's a Wes Craven remake. It's a remake of a George A. Romero. Oh, movie. Romero. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, easy to confuse because the two guys were coming at the same time. Sure. Um, what else was there? I don't remember a whole lot of rumors. No, it's kind of slow still. Oh, well, we'll go. And then let's just go to TV. Okay, TV's so got a lot because you know that Flash Forward lost David S. Goyer. That's how we first knew that actually. Is that still coming back? Yeah, Flash Forward's going to come back, but they fired him as showrunner, which is okay because he's he was been secretly working on Batman 3 with Christopher Nolan. So, um, loses Goyer. Nice secret. Yeah. Uh, Justice Society on Smallville. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Fringe was just over the top last week. Don't forget Lost. Lost. That was the one I forgot. You watch it? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Shit, it's on tonight, huh? Yep. I hope my TiVo works. Uh, Brave and the Bold. Yeah, I haven't caught up on that. Oh, it. there are so many villains in the latest episode. Do you do you know what this, the episode is? It's about? Uh, and the upcoming one or the last called one? Double X. Did you watch oh, it? Oh, I saw that one with Firestorm. Double X, yeah, with Firestorm. Okay. Right, and uh, Batman gets split into three Batman. Okay. A raging Batman, a science Batman, and a slacker Batman. Okay. You ready for this week's? Because I've already got some stuff to post on it. Okay. Uh, so Batman goes to Zuren R. Excellent. And they, they already have an alien Batman. Well, that's the, the multicolored Batman that has been in the comics for the last I two years. Know. You know, he was right. in the, the whole... Uh, uh, Batman R.I.P. thing. Oh, right. So, okay. uh, it was this, the safety identity that Bruce Wayne put into yes. his own head. Oh, so right, he's right, going right. to go to this alien planet and discover the Batman of Zuranar has superpowers. And the voice of the Batman of Zuranar... P.B. Herman. Kevin Conroy. Oh my God! So, like this—the super-powered, competent Batman will be voiced by <laughs> Kevin Conroy, and I just love that. So, there's uh, a the, there's a fight scene though in that in the episode with the th- three split Batman with a whole bunch of like killer moth, and um, there was there were a lot of like oh in the bar G, right, right, right. G grade, but I recognized almost all of them. He goes to a bar to pick a fight, pretty much. He goes to the villain bar. Yeah. Um, I have a uh, update oh. on uh, Spartacus: Blood and Sand. I wanted to okay. Okay. You watch extrapolate. Of it or? I watched two two and a half episodes. Now, right? and, oh, okay. and do we want to talk about this? Mm, no, we, because we, it's not open to the public. It's, it's not. It's a private screening. Neil Gaiman news. Well, yeah. Is that more comics? No, he's so scripting gonna, an episode of Doctor, Doctor Who, Who in <clears throat> 2011. Oh, got, it. got it. You realize we had that posted, right? No, I didn't. 
Bad. I saw. Sorry. It. You know I what? Have, Stephanie was there. I didn't have a post to. Uh, I didn't have anything yeah, to do. No, so and Facebook's that. been super buggy, man. My God, that new f- interface sucks. Mm-hmm. But no, Stephanie was there. She bought a ticket and she. No, uh, did, okay. were you able to get all your updates? So we had today? a little conversation. My last shit night after I posted. It, so like I didn't get know, like a fresh update for like an hour. Night. Yeah. Okay. And I kept trying to refresh, to refresh, lead. nothing. So you, know, you need to. Put I think they're just working out the kinks about so. what the biggest news is. And right. I don't mind the interface. She the interface totally is fine. Buried that, like, way she buried down the. Below. She buried she the lead. Sent it to me Saturday, and then she emailed me on Sunday. She goes, "Oh, by the way, Neil Gaiman's confirmed he's going to write an episode of Doctor Who. And that really should be at the top yes, of the article." Yeah. So. Well, you had her for drama, not journalism. I know. Yeah. But she- <laughs> hey, is your old lady coming in tonight? Tonight? Yeah. Maybe. Interesting. Really? Maybe I should shave. <laughs> and by shave, I mean lawn. Maybe I, I should get lawn? shave. Maybe lawn. you should lawn. Maybe I should shave. I should lawn. lawn. Oh, okay. When you put it that way, it makes you should more shave sense. your lawn. Because like you said, and by shave, That's I mean manscaping. Lawn. Yeah. I get it. So that would change your no, sentence to no. maybe I should lawn. Maybe I should. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 It was poorly. It was you're poorly an English teacher. It Come was on. Poorly constructed. Step it up. It's a second language. Right. Okay, I don't put that in the outtakes. Okay. Or you know what happens? They write for a little bit. They get us totally in love with them, and then they they, they move to L.A. Then they stop writing. What? They move to Los Angeles. Who? Charnel. Oh, Charnel. Did he move? <clears throat> yes, he's in Los Angeles now. Uh, the City of Angels is how he put. It. All right. Are we good? Are we um, legit? I want to do a uh, spot. For to acknowledge the uh, Garrett's Games and Geekiness oh, right. podcast. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking was we'd start off with you doing the standard listen up, but say Game Boy instead of Fanboy. Okay. And it's the Fanboy Planet podcast, and you'd cut in saying, wishing you a happy 200th episode of Garrett's Games and Geekiness. But where are we compared to them? Are we... Uh, where are we doing this? Have we this? done more than 200 episodes? We are in our 170s. Oh, we got to beat him. we got to yeah. totally gig his ass. Well, that's why I try and make sure we do it every week because he takes a couple weeks off a year or so. Another 15 years will be in. we've all got <laughs> lives. All right. Wishing you a happy 200th episode. To g- so are we starting the show with that? Or are we no, no. We're going to do this as a separate, separate thing. I'm going to send it to them. Garrett's Games and Geekiness. Okay. Yep. Have we checked our levels? I feel really loud. Yeah, you do. Uh, let's see. You're on two. Hello, 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 hello. Simpsons Comics, Bart Simpson, Original Maverick, Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, Uncle Scrooge. Hello, hello. Yeah, that's good. I get you back here. So how that sound? You move in two inches. Well, it sounded a little low, but I know that if I come a little lower, or a little, I can So you can modulate. Spit out your gum. Okay. And you? Let's hear you. What's wrong with that? Spit out your gum. I'm an English teacher. Spit out your gum. I don't have anything to put it in, so sorry. Derek. Yes. Talking to your mic. Uh, if Bart Simpson was an original Maverick, is he going to be a guest at Cinequest this year? great. Probably. Yeah. I won't be there. All right. Do you have any paper towels or anything back there, Tim? A napkin, perhaps. That was an interesting adventure in physics. Oh, can we talk a little about Thanks, Mr. just Wizard. a quick big, big Bang Theory? From last night? Oh, I missed last I night. I, 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 just, last I night. have a critique of the sure. show. Sure. Cool. Does it involve last night's show? No, just okay. the the whole thing. All right. Don't break my heart. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Or? I haven't seen last night's. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even talk about last night's. So. Good. Okay.
kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a Listen up, Game Boy, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Wow. And here's your host, Derek McCall. Thank you very much. That's right. This is Derek McCall with Lon Lopez and Rick Bretschneider. We're the Fanboy Planeteers. And we are wishing you a happy 200th episode to Garrett's Games and Geekiness. Congratulations, Doug and Shelley. It's quite an accomplishment. You beat us to episode 200. We will get you. We're a little upset. But we do want to remind you to use your powers only for good. How do I send over to him? You said you just go. Here's your host, Game Boy. Oh, it's the wait. So I'm gonna say, listen up, Game Boy. Here's your host, Derek. No, it's the Fanboy Planet podcast. So we're still the Fanboy Planet podcast. Identifying ourselves for them to listen to people go. Oh, the Fanboy Planet podcast. Maybe we'll write it. And then you'll come in and why don't you say it's uh, Derek McCall, Lon Lopez, Mm -hmm. and Rick Brett Snyder, congratulating you on your 200th episode. There you go. All right, there we go. Are you on a fresh start? Okay. So now we're doing a fanboy one. Now right. we're actually doing the podcast. I'm all confused. Now. <clears throat> okay. I know. Try to get into character. Come on. Okay, that all was right. that was Lon Lopez for Garrett's Tiger. geekiness. Now Kitten. you're Lon Lopez. Tiger. <laughs> oh. Kitten. Mm. Tiger. <laughs> Kitten. Okay. Zebra. Ready. All right.